Today we celebrate the feast of the dedication of St. John Lateran. Uh, St. John Lateran is the mother church, the cathedral church of the Church of Rome. And many people probably think that St. Peter's in Rome is the cathedral of Rome. It's actually not true. Um, St. John Lateran, another really large uh, basilica in Rome, is actually the cathedral. The cathedral being the, the most important central church of uh, a diocese where the uh, bishop has his what's called the cathedra, which is his basically his uh, his bishop's throne, his episcopal throne. Okay, so it's actually Saint John Lateran, and it was dedicated back in the fourth century, right around the time of, of the Emperor Constantine. Um, and so we're, this is, we're talking; it's an old church. <laughs> it's a very old church. It's more than fifteen hundred years old. Um, it's true that St. Peter's Basilica gets a lot more attention, a lot more uh, traffic of pilgrims and tourists. Um, that's because it's famous, because this is where the tomb of, of St. Peter is. Uh, but the Cathedral Church of Rome is St. John Lateran's, not St. Peter's. Well, why are we celebrating the dedication of a physical building? All right, Why a physical building and why a physical building all the way on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean? It's kind of a, maybe it's a good question we can ask. We see in our scripture text today that the temple of God can't be reduced to just a physical building. The temple of God is first and foremost the body of the incarnate Son of God, Jesus himself, his body. Uh, secondly, it probably, you know, we would understand that to be extended to, to the Eucharist, the Holy Eucharist. Thirdly, it would be extended to what's called the mystical body. Of Christ, which is us, my brothers and sisters, you and I. We are the living stones that make up the new temple of God in the New Testament. We see that clearly in our scripture readings. Our first reading from Ezekiel has this amazing image of this temple that the prophet sees, a temple that will be at the end, like the final perfect temple, God's temple. But it's a symbolic image. And we see in that uh, this water flowing out from the, the eastern side, so it's, I'm sorry, the, I'm sorry, the southern side of the temple, so it's like down at the bottom of the temple, because the temple faces east, so the water flows out of the southern side, and then it goes down into the, uh, the valley, the Jordan Valley, and then it goes into the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea in the Holy Land has got so much salt in it that nothing significant can live there. Uh, but in this case, in this prophetic vision, the waters that come forth from the temple go to the Dead Sea and they make it live so that fish can live there. And the fish are they're symbolic of you and me. And uh, this temple here is a symbol of Christ's body that uh, shed the, the water and the blood, which are symbols of the sacraments. You know, Upon the cross, when the soldier pierced his side, the water and the blood came out. And that's a, a symbol of baptism. Eucharist. And so it's through baptism and it's through the Holy Eucharist that you and I, like these fish uh, in, in the sea, can live. We receive the life of God's grace. And so this image that we see in Ezekiel is really has to do with Jesus. So as we say, Jesus' body is the temple, the Eucharist is the temple, and we, because we're members of Christ's mystical body, we are the temple of God. Nonetheless, 
It's true that, you know, when you, you know the, the temple of God, it can't be reduced to a physical building. The temple of God, more properly speaking, it has to do with Jesus. It has to do with us, the members of his body. But the physical building of a temple, a physical building of a church, is very important. It's extremely important. Um, first and foremost, because it houses the Eucharist. You can't just have the Eucharist reserve the Eucharist anywhere. You know, put the Eucharist in a gas station, make the gas station the temple of God. Right? You've got to have a, a, a physical structure that is worthy and beautiful and appropriate so that the Blessed Sacrament, which is Jesus Christ himself, can be housed. And so that the members of the mystical body can come, gather together, to worship, to be present with Christ, to, along with the ordained priest, offer the holy sacrifice. You see, God became a human being in Jesus Christ. He became one of us. We have bodies as well as souls. We live in time and in space. We, we, you know, uh, we have to um, sanctify time and space. If we're going to understand that which is holy, we've got to do it in terms of time and space. So the coming of Jesus Christ did not do away with the, the importance of sacred time and sacred space. And our churches are sacred spaces. It's very important. You know, some people will say, well, like, you know, how come the Catholic Church has got all of these big churches and they've got, like, gold and stuff? You know, shouldn't you just, like, take the gold and, like, sell it and give the money to the poor? You know, wouldn't that be more like what Jesus would want? And uh, there's a real misunderstanding there because uh, all of the beauty of our churches it goes to glorify God. It's not about enriching us. No one's benefiting from the effort of the artistic expression. Like, look at our, our stations of the cross. These are priceless. You know, I got a good idea. How about we sell these things off? You know, take the money and give it to the poor. How about that? <laughs> right? Think about how silly that would be. No, we have a beautiful church. It gives glory to God. It's not about us. We're not enriching ourselves. We're giving glory to God. God became a human being. He lives in time and space. There's such a thing as aesthetic beauty, as beauty and art. The kind of care and the attention that people have put into St. John Lateran's, if you go to St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. I mean, it took 150 years to build this thing. And the kind of genius of the best minds, architects, Michelangelo, went into building this thing. These are gifts of God that he's given to us as human beings. And you have these craftsmen who would work night and day, sometimes generations. Sometimes I'm working on a statue that my father began 60 years ago. That's the kind of care and dedication that would go into these churches. They weren't doing that to enrich themselves, to give themselves a more, what, I don't know, luxurious life or something. They were doing it to glorify God. And the poor love God. And the poor need a space to come to worship God. The poor love beautiful churches just as much as the rich do. The poor appreciate beauty just as much as the rich do. So to beautify a physical space, uh, it, it's, it's true to who we are as God created us as human beings, as gifted, talented people who have the skills to build beautiful places. And it's a space that we come, first and foremost, to meet Christ. It's a worthy space for Christ in the Blessed Sacrament. And then it's a, it's a space for us as the living members of those, those living stones of the temple of God to come 
and to be realized as that temple. And so, my brothers and sisters, let's anew appreciate what we have in our physical buildings. Let's try to understand that as American Catholics, we're very challenged because we live on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. All of the important events of salvation history took place on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, in the Holy Land, and in Europe, indirectly in Europe, through you know Peter being crucified in Rome, so forth and so on. Um, normally, for the, the length of most Christians' life, they were able to take a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. They were able to take a pilgrimage to the holy places in Europe. Uh, it's hard for us to do that as, as American Catholics. Understand that we have a kind of a handicap. Um, but let's not make that disconnection from our historical, geographical, physical roots on the other side of the Atlantic uh, become a cause for us to completely uh, become like Protestants and just totally disavow the need for any kind of physical beauty, aesthetics, sense of sacred space, sense of sacred time, uh, a sense of holiness in the physical um, so my brothers, this will just be my, simply my exhortation this morning. And uh, we thank God that um, all things that he's used uh, as his temple, um, ourselves primarily, but also the buildings that he's, he's given to us.